Hey, hey, what's going on, peeps? This is Keenan. Welcome to The Word. What is happening? We're excited to have you here. It has been a while, I know. I know, I know, I know. No excuses, nothing. I'm not even going to try to, to explain it away. I'm just going to jump in and tell you that I'm super excited for today's um, show because we have someone here who is going to introduce you to something that I think too many of us forget. We have Joanne Black. She is the author of No More Cold Calling, and she is a queen of referrals. And when we think about referrals, referrals are an amazing opportunity that we don't spend enough time talking about, doesn't come up. So I'm saying it, I'm believing it is an opportunity left on the table. So with that, let's welcome Joanne Black. Thank you, Joanne. Hi. Hi, everybody. Yes. So talk to us, Joanne. Why? Let's just jump right in. We're going to talk about referrals today. I want you to tell us why you think referrals matter in the first place. Well, everybody knows they matter, Keenan. Everybody knows that. When I ask sales leaders, what's your best source of new business? They all say referrals. Everybody agrees. But nobody is doing it. Well, let me take that back. It's ad hoc. So, you know, once in a while, they'll get a referral come in. And once in a while, somebody will ask but it's not systematic, it's not a discipline, it's not the way we work. And you know, you and I reconnected because I was so frustrated several weeks ago when I was reading blog posts and surveys and everything, and they say, here's prospecting, and they mention, oh, they mention podcasts and webinars and white papers and testimonials and on and on and on and on, not one word about referrals. I know. So that set me up a tree. Okay, what is going on? Why aren't people talking about referrals? Uh, and I think part of the reason is that they think maybe it can't be measured. Maybe it's soft. Maybe, you know, I don't know what the reason is. I actually had a client say to me, John, why isn't anybody writing about this? Why are you the one who's written the book? I don't know. Uh, so found this a is... Niche. <laughs> found a niche. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. So, and so referrals are hugely important to answer your question. It's the best source of leads for tons of reasons. And I'll tell you what people have told me. I didn't make anything up. So what people have told me for the past, oh, 21 years is when we get a referral, which means we get an introduction to the person we want to meet, that here's what happens. So you know how those of us in sales kind of get a bad name? because people picture like the used car salesman, right? Pushy, arrogant in your face, all of that, lack of trust. Well, when we are introduced by someone our prospect knows and trusts, that trust and credibility is immediate. We've got it. And the other thing with a lot of people don't talk about is that our relationship is different. You know, you start out by talking about, well, how do you know Keenan? And you know, you go on around that. So it's not awkward, it's friendly. And the other thing that happens is your sales process collapses. Because think about all the time people spent trying to reach somebody. But when you get the introduction, you get the meeting in one call. Huge. And it's also our biggest competitive differentiation. We can talk about that. But here's what people have told me. I say, when you get that introduction, what percent of the time does that prospect become a client? What would be your guess, Keenan? 75 or 80? Yep, it is today. I tell you, about five years ago when I asked that question, it was 50%. That's was, that was the groundswell right there. But about 
four or five years ago, I was speaking to an audience of about 100 people, and I had a slide up, and they were asked to vote with their feet. They stood up. You know, when what percent is the conversion when you get that introduction? 30%, nobody stands. So I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm in big trouble. <laughs> and then 50%, 50% maybe, you know, less than two hands full stand. When I said 70%, it was like the majority of the room. And that stat has remained that way in every webinar I do, with every client I work with, and every presentation I give to sales meetings or sales kickoffs. That's the number. Now, nothing comes close to that, right? No, 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 not at all, not at all. All right, so let's talk about that, right? So you said something really interesting earlier. You said that people talk about all these other things, inbound marketing, webinars, podcasts, eBooks, you know, cold calling, emailing, blah, 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 but they don't talk about referrals, and you said it's because, or you feel because there's no systematic approach, right? Yes. I think there's some truth to that. I don't think people know how to systematize Referrals, it's, it's a reactionary thing. Oh, I got a referral, I need to ask someone. How do you actually make it something that you do regularly? Uh, good question. Uh, so the, it, it is a discipline and, and here's what it involves. I say it's simple, it's not easy, because if it were easy, everybody would be asking for referrals and be part of what they do. And you know, we're salespeople. I mean, we'd really prefer to put something under our pillow and wake up and we're transformed. But we know that doesn't happen. Uh, in fact, uh, here's the kind of skills, strategy, and reinforcement it takes. So like anything worth doing, needs to be a strategy, Keenan. I say that sales leaders need to put that proverbial stake in the ground and say, referral selling is going to be our number one outbound prospecting approach. We're going to measure it. We are going to hold salespeople accountable. We're going to give you the tools to be successful. That has to happen because without that, you know, it is not going to happen. So one is strategy. And if a sales leader isn't willing to do that, then, I mean, we really don't start. Uh, okay. But they don't know. So that's, that's my explanation of strategy. Second is referral selling is a skill. You know, it's one of those things that, well, I sat down with a, a prospect last week and they said to me, there are four people in the room, there was marketing, there was account management, there was a head of sales and somebody else from marketing. And they said to me, well, for the past year, we've told our people to go ask for referrals and they're not doing it. So that's what I hear all the time because it is a skill. There are, there's a way to ask. There are building blocks to the skill. It needs to be practiced. It's a behavior change. And so what are the elements of the skill? What are the, describe the skill. How, how do you build the skill? What do you focus on? There's several things. First, you can absolutely not ask for a referral until you can really describe the business impact of your solution. So here's what people typically say. They'll say, well, you know, if you know anybody could benefit from my services, please let them know. <laughs> okay, no, yeah, doesn't yeah, work. Yeah. Or they'll, they'll just tell you every single thing they do, right? And who cares? You know, nobody cares about us. They just care about what we do for them. So how do you flip around talking about ourselves 
you're talking about what the client gets. That's what people are going to pay attention to. That's why they'll take a meeting. So Keenan, if I introduce you, I need to have a business reason why my colleague should take a call from you. It's not because you're a nice guy. It's not because you write blogs. It's not because you do videos all the time. It's not, not because you, you've branded your plaid shirts, which I finally realized you do have a closet full of them. That's not why someone's going to talk to you, right? Yeah, so we need to do that. And second, we need to be clear about who we want to meet. And most people will be way too broad. They'll say, they'll start with anyone who, fill in the blank. Well, it's not anyone. So our job is to help, the, help you, if you're introducing me, introduce me in a way that you understand who I want to meet. Clearly, absolutely crystal clear. This much, not this much. So it's very different if you say, well, you know, um, if I were talking to you, my clients are sales leaders and, well, they could be, have any function, they could be in any industry, it, it really doesn't matter, it could be any place in the world. Um, so, you know, do you know anyone? What are you going to say? That's kind of broad. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not helping you think of someone. I don't someone. know where to go with that. Yeah. No. 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 All oh, right. But if I were to say to you, Keenan, here's my ideal. It's a sales leader with five or more field or outside salespeople, account execs with named accounts, and in software sales. Why software? Well, I can describe that to you because typically all they want to do is open this wonderful laptop and, you know, show me how cool their software is. Mm -hmm. And that's not why people buy. So that's, I mean, I could tell you all other kinds of industries that I could work in, but I want to be absolutely clear. And I also want to describe to you the reason, the business reason for you to introduce me, the business impact. This wouldn't matter unless referral selling solved the biggest issues that sales leaders have. And this is what they've told me. They say that, Joanne, my team is not getting meetings with decision makers and we don't have enough qualified leads. Those are the two biggest issues. There's others. They'll say my sales process is too long and a bunch of other things. But those are the two big ones. Referral selling solves both of those because when you get the introduction boom we talked about it you get the meeting right and because you've clearly identified who you want to talk to those leads are qualified done okay so you want to be specific in who you're talking to and you want to tell them exactly what the business impact is right Correct. how do you know who, how do you know who to ask how often should you ask how do you how does how can the organization support you in making this something right I mean Let's let's. How do you make this something repeatable, right? I mean, you, you're gonna run out of people to ask, I would think, right? Okay, you asked me three questions there. Can we start yes. with one? Let's start yes. with one question. What's the first answer you want? You whatever you wherever you want to go with it. As long as your answer covers them all, I'm a happy guy. <laughs> all right. So if uh, you're like me, once the words are out of my mouth, I forget. But let's look at this. So where do you start? Who do you ask? Everyone. Yeah. How do you do that? Right. Every time, every day, every day. All right. That's, you're getting ahead of me. Wait a minute. So the biggest 
source, an under-leveraged source of referrals are our current clients. I mean, after all, they know what we do, they know the impact they got, they know where they were, they've gone from this to that, whatever. They know that, and they love us. But here's what happens. When I ask clients, have you asked every single one of the people you came in contact with during the sales process, have you asked them for a referral? Well, what, what do you think their answer is? No, of course, no. No, no. no. So we are, you said we're leaving money on the table, and we are because we're not asking. Now, there's several reasons for that. One is that sometimes, uh, and this happens in SaaS companies frequently, you know, I'm an AE, I sell a deal, I hand it off to the implementation team, and then I go on to the next client. <clears throat> you know, we haven't, we're leaving money on the table there because I haven't asked everybody. So that's one reason. The other is that uh, sometimes we wait way too long. So we say, oh, you know, I can't ask till we sign the contract. No, I better wait till we implement. No, I better wait till we get some demonstrable results. Well, then we are so far away from our buyer, it's way too late. So we wait too long to ask. And then we also say, well, we've connected with a lot of people in the process, um, but you know what? Keenan over there and Jim over there and Sue over there, you know, you know, they're just using this stuff. I don't think they know anyone. I'm not asking. So we make a big mistake, right? We, we assume that people won't know people because they aren't at the seniority level we want. Absolutely wrong. We don't know who people know until we ask. I mean, we don't know who their neighbor is, who their brother-in-law is, who their running partner is, you know, who they went to school with, who their roommate was. We don't know any of this until we ask. And I've been surprised numerous times when I thought, I thought, oh, you know, he wouldn't know anyone. In fact, several years ago, I was working uh, with a company on their sales strategy and referral selling. And one of the people there was the IT guy. And he called me one day and said, Joanne, um, I have something I want to sell internally. Can we have a cup of coffee? Sure. So I'm in there meeting with him. And here's the tape I'm running in my head. Okay. He is 25 years old. He's an IT guy. Who would he know, right? I mean, I'm saying this to myself. And then I'm also saying to myself, Joanne, you need to follow your process. You need to ask him, which I did. And here's what he said to me. I'd like to introduce you to such and such a, com a company. It was perfect, Keenan, because it was like five minutes from my house. It was a right-sized company. And then I said, how do you know them? He said, well, my mom used to work there, and I worked there summers in college. How would I have known that? I wouldn't have. No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Oh, you wouldn't. And, th and then even, even more incredible to me, I was working with a, a sales team, and this one salesperson lived in Rhode Island. And when I mentioned neighbors, she said, yeah, my neighbor wouldn't know anybody. You know, she's a grandmother, and her grandchildren come, and she bakes cookies. And, you know, there's, I, I picture Rhode Island, little state, you know, white picket fence. And uh, so I said, well, what harm do you have in asking? And she said, none. So she calls me very excitedly a couple days later. She won't believe what happened. She said, I asked her, and she puts her arm on mine and said, 
honey, you need to meet my son. He was the perfect person. So don't discount anyone. Yes, I mean, it works. It works. We yes, don't know yes, who people yes. know. We know a lot about them. I mean, we can go on LinkedIn and find a lot about them. But we just put on there what we want to put on there. You know, we don't have to Right? So knowing how salespeople work, knowing that they don't like to do what they don't know and, and they don't like to – they can't see a path from A to Z. They don't do it, et cetera. What, what is the – what would you say is the traditional – return on this. So in other words, and I don't mean the end return, I mean for every 100 people I ask for a referral, what can I expect to get a referral from? So we're good at the conversion rate once I ask them and they agree and I meet the person who's got a high close rate, we got that. But what is my, you know, my ask to referral get ratio or whatever? All right, I'm going to give you a really conservative example. And I'm okay. talking about account executives who have named accounts. Okay. okay, we're gonna we're not gonna need you know 50 new accounts in a year. So, but let's take your number of 100. Let's mm -hmm. be really, really, really conservative. And we'll say that you ask 100 people, and 60 of them say, Keenan, you know, I really like to help you, but can't think of anybody right now. I want to get back to that. So remind me. So let's say that 40 actually make an introduction to the person you want to meet. Well, we said the conversion rate is 50%. Minimum, I, you said 75. I like easy math with 50. That means we'd have 20 new clients. Even cut that in half to 10. Believe okay. me. So, but, so what I'm you're saying is you think 40% you think is the conversion rate from ask to a referral? So every 100 people I ask, you think 40 will actually give you a referral? Yes. If you're asking the right way, they will. But here's what happens. You also said something else. You said you run out of people. You never run out of people because here's, here's the way it works. Here's the trajectory. So, Keenan, I'm asking you for a referral. You refer me to Jim. Have a conversation with Jim. Maybe he says, Joanne, I don't know anybody, but I know, I know somebody else that maybe you should connect with. Or... Jim connects me to the right person, right? And then I have a conversation with them. We do work together, and then they refer me to somebody else. So you have your list, 100 names going down like this. That's how I picture it, because that's how most of us make lists. Yeah, yeah. But you, you don't get through your list, because this person, we go horizontal now. This person is going to introduce you to this person, to this person is going to introduce you to the next person, and that is how it goes. But it doesn't just happen. We have to ask. What is the biggest mistake besides not asking that CPOs, that people make? Like, why, why is this so hard for people? What mistakes are they making? Well, the four mistakes, the biggest reason people aren't asking, and it doesn't matter, by the way, if, it, if we're 25 or 95, what culture we're in, men, women, whatever, that the, the biggest obstacle is we fear rejection. Because when you think about it, referral selling is really personal. You know, we put our reputation on the line when we ask, right? So if I'm asking you, Keenan, and I'm saying, oh, I don't know, I'm just feeling awkward. Does it, it kind of feels pushy to me. He's busy. I'm asking a busy person to help. And oh my gosh, what if he says no? So that is, that is the biggest fear. And I learned that about oh, 15, 18 years ago. 
when I was conducting a workshop for a client and we were talking about all the great things about referrals and somebody said, Joanne, this is terrific, but you know, I'm just not comfortable asking. And I found it's the same. I've worked with 25, 30 year sales veterans. It's exactly the same thing. It's a human factor. Hmm. It's got to be worse than cold calling or cold email because you get rejection that way. Yeah, but we don't have any skin in the game with cold calling. We're not putting our reputation on it. Somebody hangs up, swears at us, we hang up. We go on to the next one. We have our list, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But here I am. I'm making myself vulnerable by asking you. And so that is a big impediment. In, in addition to, yes, it's intrusive. They're busy. It's a client. They paid me. Why should I ask them? What right do I have? I mean, those are all the things that go through our head. It happens every single day. So that's, that is the biggest fear, that fear. The way to get over that is to build skills and practice, 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 and then, oh my gosh, amazing things happen. But you also ask what mistakes. So they will ask like this way that I said earlier that, well, you know, if you know anyone, and of course the answer is I don't, so I've checked it off my list and I've done it, I've asked. They didn't know anyone. So that's, you know, that's, that's a big part of it. But they also make the mistake. Sales leaders say, well, I tell my people to ask, right? So they don't have the system. They don't have the behaviors in place and they haven't reinforced and coached those behaviors because that's what hardwires them in. You know, I mean, it's like any sport. I, I ponder sometimes, why is it that in our personal lives we commit to say, um, losing weight or getting better at whatever sport we're in or going to the gym to build muscle, right? And we commit to it and we, we have a trainer at the gym. Why? I mean, all the equipment's there when you think about it. Well, that's the accountability we've paid, but the trainer will push us and help us refine our bodies. We, we put effort into that, but why don't we do the same thing in our professional lives? It takes reinforcement and coaching to change behavior. So that is the third piece, strategy, skills, reinforcement, and coaching. All right, so you talked about this idea of, of you know, creating a system inside an organization. If, if for any of our leaders listening, what would that look like? What are the two or three things they need to do to, to create a system that ensures this works from specifics? Yeah, so they need to be involved. So starting out, as I said, they need to make the commitment to, uh, to saying that this will be number one outbound. And that's kind of um, off-putting for some people uh, because the pushback I've gotten that, well, no, that can't be the any, everything we do. Well, it's not. I mean, you still have your website, your blogs, your podcast, everything else you're always doing. But instead of just hanging on the phone like this, a cold calling, you are actually implementing a referral strategy. Then you need to decide with me what the metrics are going to be. Each, for each salesperson, it can be different. Um, I also want to know what will make this program successful for you. Some people say, oh my gosh, if each of our AEs got one new client, that would be phenomenal. Uh, maybe for some it's more, maybe it's five, it's 10, I don't know. But we, we do whatever metrics matter. And then what they need to do is decide with me who should be involved in this referral program. And here's the difference. You remember mm -hmm. Keenan, uh, years ago, we used to 
say, you know, oh, everybody, come on, we're going to build your skills, you're going to learn something more, here's your whiff of and all, and everybody shows up, and then nothing happens. Well, I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So unless people agree, the salespeople agree to be accountable for results, they don't play. And not everyone raises their hand. So you've got top performers, middle performers, low performers. Who do you think raises their hand to say, I want referral selling? Top performers. Yes, every single day. Because, okay, we know that the way we got to be top performers is because we invested in our professional development. Mm -hmm. And the, the accountability, the bar can be really low. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. It needs to be something. And the sales leader needs to reinforce that. So in a couple companies I'm working with now, part of the process is to circle back with the sales leader, to debrief, to say you know, how, how the team is working. And this person also needs to be putting the high beams on referrals, talking about it, asking about referrals. What are you doing? Oh, who are you going to meet? I see you're going to meet so-and-so next week. Who is this person? What's the conversation you're going to have with her? Let's role play it. Hmm. Okay, that sounds a bit micromanagement to me, but okay. So, so what type of metrics does a sales organization want to follow? Then, if you're going to build a system, right? Do they measure the number of referrals they ask for? Is that put into the CRM? I mean, how how do they go about? What type of metrics should a sales organization uh, use? Oh, I love that question because there's activity metrics and results metrics, and and typically organizations focus on results, revenue, which they have to do, but that's a lagging indicator. We can't manage to revenue. We can agree on the activities that matter and measure to that and manage to that. So here's how it starts. The first is, how many people are you going to ask this week? And we take names. I run into, you know, we take names. Who are they? Because here's the thing. If you don't ask, you don't get. So that is the most important metric. You can't wait to the end of the month and say, oh, you know, I forgot. You know, I better go figure out who I'm going to ask. Right? Can't do that. So who do I ask? Number of people. And then second is how many of those gave me a referral? That's another metric. How many referrals did That's I receive? There's your conversion. Ask to referral. That's a conversion. Correct. Okay. And then the next metric is how many meetings did you schedule from that introduction? And, okay. and let me weave that into the next, how many meetings did you conduct? And I put schedule in between because sometimes we have to wait a month or three weeks or whatever uh, because you know they're busy, it's the end of the quarter, end of the year, on vacation, whatever the reason is. Um, I believe in frequent reinforcement of metrics. So. Mm -hmm. Who do I ask? How many referrals did I receive? How many meetings did, uh, have I scheduled? And how many have I conducted? And those should all be in the CRM. And then it goes from there into what's already in the CRM. That became an opportunity. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what, what would you say, what percentage of somebody's total output, total revenue output, do you think should come from referral selling if you have a healthy, diverse, outbound, inbound strategy? Okay, so um, yes, um, I'd say, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's the thing, you know, there's going to be inbound leads coming, right? But referrals need to be the number one outbound. That's it, done. 
I don't believe anyone should ever have to cold call, ever. Because really, think about it. How many touches does it take? I mean, the research shows I see between 8 and 14 touches to reach somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me? Why would you do that when you can get one, a meeting and one call? That makes no sense to me. So well, it's, it's not going to be one call. Let's keep it real. Even when I call my mother, I can't get her to pick up the phone right away. So it's not going to be one call. I don't care who it is. I'm going to call someone that's going to take two or three calls, even for people I know. But that's still better than 14, but I feel you. I feel you. Uh, no. Okay. No. So here's what happens. Let me, let me outline the process. So okay. Keenan, you offer to refer me. I send, you know, you tell me who it is. I research them. No, no, no. To get you to refer me. To, the calls to get the people I want to refer. So let's just say I'm looking for you to give me a referral. I got to call you two or three times before you get back to me before I can ask you for a referral. Well, maybe yes, maybe no. But if you're in front of people. So here's where you have to, um, what do they say, strike while the iron is hot? You're, yeah, out there, you're out there meeting people all the time. And, you know, we need to be asking in person when we can. Or if we don't have time, say we're at, um, a meeting or a networking event or something and we meet some interesting people and we schedule time to talk because we want to continue the conversation so all of that and I always ask then how can I help you so we'll have a mutual conversation with clients when we're there talking to them that's the time to ask so all right maybe realistically you might say it takes a couple calls but I always look at who am I talking to already with whom have I developed okay, like a relationship? With whom have I developed a relationship? And and then okay. I'm going to ask. Okay. All right. So everybody, we'll get some questions coming in. We'll get to those here just in a minute. So folks, don't think we're not going to get your questions answered. Keep them coming. Thank you. Um, okay. So I like. Okay. So one of the one of the things you said is you know you're out there talking to people. But let's look at the world of sales today. A lot of lot of the lead generation or the the opportunity creation comes from SDRs and BDRs, they're not out there very often. They're stuck in their seats, right? So so how does a BDR, SDR, or a sales organization level referral selling for those people that, that aren't out there, if you will, right? How do they how do they do it? How do they yes, how does a BDR and SDR leverage referral selling? They don't. Oh snap, that sucks. Yeah, I mean really. It is they don't have Referrals are built on relationships. You have to build the relationships and build that trust before you can ask. You know, I'm not saying once in a while maybe a BDR and SDR may have achieved that, but the work I do is with outside salespeople who have ah. right, right, the responsibility. Now, they could be in-house, right, and they don't go out all the time. That's changed, but they have named accounts. They need to get in the term land and expand. So how are they going to get in? Then how once they get in and do a good job, then they have those people refer them to other parts of the organization. That's For that's sure. what it's about, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So with that, then this is good because someone just asked this question. This is a good segue. Um, Dan Six Smith. He must have been one hell of a blacksmith because he had a bunch of anvils running around. Because he's not just Smith. He's Six Smith. Way to go, Dan. Your dad was a black uh, entrepreneur back in the day. I love it. Okay, what he says is, seems like networking skills are the best are best to use in referral selling. What percentage of time is there a quid pro quo slash comp? I'm not sure I understand the question. What is the best? Okay, I'll read it again. Seems like networking skills are best 
to use referral selling? Yes, they are. What percentage of time is there a quid pro quo backslash comp? I'm, I, I think I understand it. So okay. uh, if it's not right, Dan, you can correct me. So yes, we need to be out there meeting people. And that's how we expand our network. So I say one event a week. Somebody said to me, well, is having coffee at Starbucks with someone, does that count? Yeah, yeah, it can, absolutely. We're all busy. And for those of us who have families, it's tough because it's either early in the morning typically, but one event a week. And I also say, um, look at organizations, uh, go, to, go to places where your clients go, find out, you can ask them. That's an easy way to find out. And if you want to figure out what organizations to join, go to several. And then choose, if, if you have to, choose one, but then show up regularly and volunteer. Because when you volunteer, people get to know you in a different way. And that also builds relationships. I think that was good for the relationship building side. Because I read this again, what I think he's asking is he goes, what percent of the time is there a quid pro quo? So if you're asking for referrals, is the expectation that someone's going to ask you for referrals for them and that there's a give and take here? Well, yes and no. So it doesn't have to be that minute. You know, some people, you know, gimme, 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 and the expectation is you will. But people, I talk to people all the time, and um, because that's what I love to do. It's what you love to do. <laughs> and I mean, really, if we're not talking to people, what are we doing? You know, we're typing away and doing nothing. The um, the thing is that when people offer to refer me. My question back is, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're a little surprised by that question, but it might or might not be to a client. I, you know, I've, with some people, I'm really clear, I don't think I can refer a client to them, but I can help them with other things. Sometimes they want another resource. Sometimes they'll want to know the name of a good book. Sometimes they'll want to talk to me about how to start writing a book. Uh, sometimes they want tips on referrals, whatever it is that I'm helping them in some way. It's, and, and that doesn't mean that later on I might not think of someone because I always say, here's my question. How would I identify someone to refer you to? What would I be hearing people say that says, you need to talk to Kenan? That's my clue. Everybody has different ones, but that's it. What are the problems? They're always complaining about something. What are they? Okay. All right. That's good. And Dan did clarify, and we just answered this question, which is good. And do we offer to compensate the person? What I think I heard you say is the compensation that comes with your question says, how can I help you? That's the compensation. Because we don't want referrals to be about money at the end of the day. We want it to be about helping, correct? Uh, yes. Oh, that's a really touchy point for me. No, we do not. We do not give people money to refer us. Now, now, sometimes we have, you know, we're a partner with a company or we have a relationship. And so we explain that. They know that, you know, when they refer, they're going to get something from the company, but I'm not giving them something. Uh, so, that, so that's, you know, then there's a written agreement. That's very, very, very different. However, we can incent salespeople for referrals. Because after all, there's no cost, is there? No cost to referrals. So yeah, let me take that back. The cost is you have to write a handwritten thank you note, put it in an envelope, buy a stamp, and stick it on. That's the cost. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to thank them. You got to thank them. That's yes. yes. You got to thank them. We think that is 
this is a given, but people forget that stuff. That was good. That was, that was good. Um, okay, wait. I had a question, but I got so sidetracked now. Um, oh, my gosh. See, I'm active yeah. listener. As an active listener, I get sidetracked. It's freaking killing me here. Oh, I know. Okay, so this was – yes, I go back to it. So you talked about this for outbound sales uh, – outside sales reps or people who have to generate their own um, prospecting leads and do their own prospecting. Right. With more and with more and more sales organizations not requiring or asking their account reps or field uh, reps or whatever to do their own prospecting, is there a way that this can be used? Because if you it can't be your own outbound if you have an SDR or BDR team, it can't be the number one driver of your outbound because they're doing it. How do we do it then? Is there a way we can find a middle ground here, or is it just it just doesn't fit in today's SDR BDR environments? Is, uh, I've heard people say that salespeople shouldn't generate their own leads. And so what's happened with... I don't buy into that. I don't buy I, into well, that. I don't either. I mean, why are we there except to generate leads and, you know, figure out how to get the deal closed business? That's, that's our job. That's our job. And so what's happened today with the SDR, BDR world, we're just like waiting for them to send us stuff. We're waiting for marketing to send us stuff, and we're sitting back. Well, you know, I'm not going to make my quota if I'm just sitting back. And that's the challenge today, that I think sales has given up their responsibility for generating leads. I've seen the pendulum swing back a little bit. I think it needs to with the clients I've spoken to in the last several years. Um, that's not happening. So with one client, they're actually their account management team, this is a little different, has both revenue goals and uh, new client acquisition goals. That like doesn't that. always happen, right? So it's, it's finding that group that has that responsibility. And if, if so, Keenan, if sales leader would say to me, well, my AEs don't need to generate their own leads, um, then that's probably not the right client for me. Okay, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, look, we got another question here. We have a question from. Oh, look at Larry Levine. Larry. Hi, Larry. All right, here we go. How about I haven't read this at first. So, Larry, if I'm reading this the first time and I get screwed, I'm coming after you, buddy. How about the relationship isn't as strong as the sales rep believes it is, and why they may struggle with referrals? We can't, as sales reps, with predictability ask for referrals if we haven't made the commitment to nurture and build upon the relationship. Do you find this? being true uh, yes and um, Larry thanks for that question so it you know sometimes we know we can talk to someone for I don't know five minutes and we just connect we know we have the relationship with other people it takes longer but we certainly have relationships with with our clients and you, it does take time and people are taking shortcuts today so I want to address this this point um, because instead of really developing relationships, people are typing away. And they'll send a, an email, say, hey, Keenan, would you introduce me? No, so the request cannot, <laughs> cannot be in any digital format at all. Never, Ooh, ever Wait, that is big, this is big. So wait, uh, Matt Sangregat, I apologize for blowing that, Sangregat, he asked about how you do this, so you're being clear. This has to be, in person or on the phone, it cannot be in digital format. Yes, and here's the reason. This is you, good. you as it's about what Larry said about relationships. 
that here's what's happened because we went easy we went shortcuts we just want to click away and have you know magic happen well you know once in a while it does but it's not predictable here's what happens if I send um, who was that that just asked the question Max so it was Larry Levine but Matt had so, another question Matt, that Matt, I was yeah. yes Matt Sangret and uh, it says how do you ask please give some techniques and so I wanted to cover that while you were in the middle of it oh, yes okay so here's why no digital so Larry and Matt it's because that you miss the opportunity to have a conversation. So here it goes. So Matt, mm -hmm. if, I, if I send you an email and say, hey, would you introduce me to Larry Levine? You know, and first of all, just because you're connected on LinkedIn, I don't know if you know him. I don't know the relationship you have. I mean, it could be what, what typically you'll hear is, oh, don't, I, I met him at some event, don't really know him. So you've missed out on having that conversation. The other thing is that the conversation is you need to describe the business reason for the introduction. You also miss out on connecting. So, so Matt, if I'm asking you, I want to have a conversation with you because I want to find out what's new with you. We're going to talk, we're going to exchange ideas, I'm going to find out how I can help you. You'll know the business reason to introduce me, you'll know who my ideal client is. And that's, we miss out on that. That's what selling is about, is having those conversations. And with LinkedIn especially, I mean, I love it. There's so much information. But the purpose in sales is to begin a conversation and begin a relationship. You do not do that by clicking a button and saying, please join my professional network on LinkedIn. No. <laughs> and Larry knows this, right? No. Personal invitation, personal response when someone invites you. That's how conversations begin. And I am having so many. In fact, people will write me sometimes and they'll say, um, after they get my personal response, then I'll get a message back. Oh, I've been reading your blogs. I find I've been reading your books. Some people say we're building a referral process. Can you? I want to talk to you. It's like why didn't when they sent the invitation? Why didn't they say that in the first place? Been reading your blogs. Think it's terrific, right? Amen. Yeah. Amen. You're nicer than me, Joanne, because just today, and I, I've gone on. Larry knows this. I've gone on LinkedIn once in a written format and once in a video, going off on all the people that reach out to me without a, any type of, not even, the, not even the, the default LinkedIn, hey, will you please connect, just nothing. I literally have, and this is no joke, 1,122 requests to connect that don't have anything attached to it, not a single word of why or the default or anything, just a connect One, that I have not accepted, 1,126, and I'm not accepting them. It's crazy. Oh, I don't know what people are thinking. That, well, because we are in a culture today where people love technology and they hide behind it. The more clicks, the more anything they can do, the better. You know, it's, you know, and crazy. if people are, people are evaluated or measured on the number of LinkedIn connections they have, on the number of emails they send, right, uh, on the number of cold calls they make, whatever, if they're measured on that, that's what they're going to do. It's, well, shoot, it's, if, I, if I cared yeah. about that, all I have to do is accept all 1,200, and my thing would jump up to 10% overnight. Yeah, yes, it's crazy. Right. Yeah. No, no, all doesn't right. make sense. All right. So this is great. So we're coming to the end here. This is fantastic. I love the, the 
uh, advice on how to do it. Matt, I hope you got that. Um, you know, look, you have to do a personal, a personal. You have to do it in person. You got to know exactly who you want to talk to. You got to tell the person, I want to talk to this type of person, a VP in this area selling this type of stuff. Then you need to tell them why they'll benefit. So that was just a recap in case you weren't here earlier, Matt. Um, I, I think we've got everybody's questions. So, so leave us with some good stuff. You right, Joanne. Tell us what haven't we covered? What do people need to know? Give them a last boom before they jet and. <laughs> to make sure that this sticks and they start doing it. So the best thing everybody can do is look at your current clients. Where do you have the best relationships? I mean, you should be in touch with them anyhow. We all should be on a regular basis, not just disappear after the deal's done, right? So ask your clients, the next person you're going to speak to, you know, let them tell you how incredible it was to work with you, how they, well, they would have been in deep water had you not worked with them and what they got as a result. And then ask them for who they know that you should meet and ask them for the introduction. That is how you can make the greatest change happen quickly. Love it, love it. So I'm gonna add to that, everybody, because I'm a big fan of tracking. I think if you wanna get the most out of this, this is gonna go up on YouTube within the next 24 hours. So go find it and tell us how much of your business you wanna get from referral sales in 2018, and then come back and tell us later if did it work. So I like the idea of setting a goal that says, you know what, I'm gonna get 10% of my quota. I'm gonna get 15% of my quota. Joanne would like you to say, I'm gonna get 50% of my quota, but what percent of your quota are you gonna get from referrals? And then start working towards that. Take this, this advice, take this information Joanne has given you and apply it so you can drive to those goals. That's what I'd like to see everybody do. Fantastic. Absolutely. Write down your, if you don't write it down, it's not going to happen. That's the best. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right, Joanne, listen, thank you so, so, so much. This was fantastic. You gave me some great ideas. I'm going to work with Brady. We're going to institute a few. There's already some people that I'm thinking I need to call. Uh, I mean, there's so much that I realized that I wasn't doing that I want to do now. So you have impacted me. I knew it. Look, when I agreed to do this, I'm like, I'm not good at this. I don't pay enough attention. I know I can learn something. So I don't care how long I've been doing this. Anytime I feel like I can learn something, I want to jump all over. And so it was mission accomplished. Thank you so much, Joanne. Oh, fantastic, Keenan. Great. It was dope. It was dope. All right, everybody, listen, thank you for joining us on The Word. And we will be back. Oh, shoot. I don't know. I suck at this. I know we have another one coming up. <laughs> I'm going to do more of them. Uh, Brady and I have been talking. They're fun. They're valuable to you. If you have any ideas on what you'd like to see me talk about, who you'd like me to talk to, hit me up at Keenan at a salesguide.com or on Twitter at Keenan or on LinkedIn at Keenan dot because they had made me put in a last name. And anyways, come find me. Give me your ideas. But until then, everybody, you know what I'm going to say? Peace. I'm out. I don't know how to stop this shit. <laughs>